Hello and welcome to Tuba Tuesdays with your host, Timothy Tolbert, your weekly update on all things tuba and, to a lesser degree, other brass family instruments. It's the third Thursday of the month, and you know what that means. We make remixes of your favorite songs to include subtle and tasteful tuba playing as part of the melody. You'll be particularly surprised with this week's remix. However, you will still find the tuba subtle and tasteful. This is the No Happy Nonsense Podcast, Episode 8. Let's go. For this week's show, I wanted to change the pace a little, uh, and we're actually going to do an interview. Today's guest is Mark from Australia, a.k.a. the land of heat death, kangaroos, and spiders in your toilet. Mark runs a website called The Reading Project, where he and his team read books and then review them. Wow, really, really exciting stuff here. Uh, so we'll just jump right into it. Mark, welcome. Thank you for your time. Let me just first ask, what made you want to create a book review website in your free time, especially as the world in general continues to shift away from long-form written media as a source of entertainment into a vapid and fickle hellscape of endless photographic and audiovisual consumption of memes, nonsense, and other stupidity that we tell ourselves is harmless? but science actually says is extremely harmful and changes the way our brains work and might actually be causing untold amounts of damage to the human race as a whole. This Christmas I'm growing a beard for the first time, and the only reason I can give you for doing it is that my younger son, the boy turns 20 next month, asked me to do it. He couldn't exactly explain why he wanted to see me thus beshaggled either, but I suspect it has something to do with a sense of loss that long, backward-looking goodbye the happiest of us bid to our childhood. Because this year we aren't doing the big gift stealthily hidden after midnight under the tree thing. Yes, we've waited that long to put it behind us. This year we're finally having an adult Christmas. But I suspect that having asked me to grow a beard, my son, in some last bid to cling to the old ways, is also hoping I might don a red coat to go with it. If you think that a middle-aged man with a newly acquired facial fungus parading after midnight for his adult son might be just a tad weird, consider this. Christmas in Australia is a strange beast anyway, yet few notice its strangeness. Not noticing the weirdness of Christmas in Australia is like failing to see one of Dr Zeus's peculiar creatures with a pod belly and floppy ears quietly picking its earwax in the corner of your lounge room. If it's familiar, you just don't see it. Thanks, Mark, but I don't think you're really understanding what we're trying to do here. This is an interview. It's not for you to give In some... Australia, we also have the jolly fat man in his cosy suit, his white beard, his sleigh and reindeers, and everywhere you look there's the hint of snow bedecking our shopping malls. I'm reminded of Olaf in Frozen dancing gleefully about the snowscape, dreaming of being a snowman in the sun, because we all get the joke, Olaf, you're going to melt! But here in Australia, snow is not the only thing in danger from the heat on Christmas Day. Apart from the ubiquitous bushfires, the heat throws up more mundane difficulties, like the bitumen that melts into a goo and sticks to your thongs as you try to walk up the driveway. Or, if you're at the beach, the heat from the sand that can turn your ass to glass if you sit without an asbestos towel. At midday, the heat can see your very brain tissue turning the hardiest Christmas-goer into a languid puddle by mid-afternoon. We Aussies typically watch your Christmas specials while drooling catatonically in front of our TVs. I'm talking to you, America, mainly, but you too, Britain, with your endless adaptations of A Christmas Carol, your carolers and your winter muffs. 
and we hear the same jokes recycled every year from your sitcoms about presents from Grandma which are embarrassing and the obligatory family fight despite goodwill and bonhomie because everyone is tired of being polite to people with whom they share little except a pool of jeans and a toilet. Here in Australia, no one fights at Christmas. It's true. The heat makes us a peaceful nation. Now, some Aussies you meet in your travels may tell you that they have had family fights at Christmas, that Uncle Dave has tried to put Uncle Bruce down the toilet and flush him to Bondi, but don't believe them. Their stories are as fictitious as the drop bears with which we frighten tourists. Vicious koalas be fanged and be clawed that await in the branches of gum trees to drop upon their unsuspecting victims, or the trapdoor tackle spider as large as a substantial dog that snatches you into its subterranean lair as you walk past by the fangs of its slathery maw. It's as if there weren't enough things to be frightened of in Australia, like the gungly garden worms that burrow into your skin and turn your brain to snot to entertain this rot that some wags enjoy telling folks overseas. You need fear nothing from your family during an Aussie Christmas. No argument will break out. Aunt Maeve will not give anyone a piece of her mind. No one has a gun to shoot anyone else. I've told you, everyone is just too damned hot. To be Australian is to understand the irony and the stupidity of our culture. A northern country in the south of the world, a European country in Asia. We play cricket during summer because that's what makes sense in England. We eat roasted turkeys because that's what they did in the old country. We seek out holly to use for decoration and mistletoe for a Christmas kiss. When out in our bush, you'll find gums and banksias instead. We're never satisfied with being who we are because we were never anything other than what we weren't. Now, after 20 years witnessing the insinuating creep of marketed festivity from the lands of far away, it started small but each year the ads become more aggressive, we now have Halloween. Is it awful that I find it embarrassing? Halloween has finally been adopted by a new generation of parents and kids here in Australia. We've watched the fun happening in your American films for decades. Arstic and Old Lace. Even E.T. had Halloween. It seems like a very strange custom to me. And for all our efforts at turning back refugees to our north, we older Aussies, the vanguard for keeping shit at as it was, now see it was a war we needed all along. I might gather an angry mob and start lighting fires at the old mill. I get that growing up with something, no matter how nonsensical, makes it easier to embrace. I'll no doubt go to my grave waving a stick at trick-or-treaters who come to my door each year, shouting nonsensically that it's all just imported, with the kids and their parents thinking I'm talking about imported sweets. Or maybe I'm making an even crazier statement about their clothes. And parents will bend their children as they approach my house and whisper furtive warnings before hurrying past, like I might start shooting if they raise their heads, because by golly, I'm ordering myself a gun soon. But to them, the whole thing will be just so natural, just the way we've always done things, like when I was a kid, we never questioned why reindeer visited our hot land, or how Santa delivered presents when no one had a chimney. It's the same thing, isn't it? Who cares what business witches and their ilk have cavorting through the streets of downtown kangaroo land, looking for teeth-rotting lollies? And no, America, I refuse to call it candy. But I'll have the last laugh. Ha! The other day I heard an anguished parent. It was one of those parents I saw leading their child around the street for Halloween, no less, saying that they had seen their first ever advertisement for Thanksgiving here in Australia just before that holiday was celebrated in the US last month. What has Thanksgiving got to do with us? I heard him ask. What indeed, I thought. 
Noticing the signs of change is the first sign of having lived too long, I realised sardonically. But you've embraced Halloween, I thought at him, and I shall allow you to think about that. Meanwhile, I will go shopping for my red suit in a few days' time, and in twenty years from now, when I am dead or have been locked in a mental asylum for cantankerous diatribes, this young man, who will be approaching his middle age and his then adult daughter, shall rant at the loss of culture, of meaning. Then they can carry on the fight. Oh, no, not fight, we don't fight here. They'll argue a bit over the Barbie and engage in an electoral process that will produce a far-right government to make Australia mates again. Anyway, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Really, it should be lovely. Or not. Somebody build me a bloody wall or I'm going to Brexit out of here. Oh, I'm confused. Please, someone shoot me. What? We don't have guns? Um, I haven't really been listening to this dude. He just went off on like some tangent. So if you can... What? He's finished? And you're just telling me now. Uh, thank you, Mark. I uh, really appreciate the insight there on the one question I asked you. Just a uh, friendly tip for the podcasting game. Try to keep your answers concise, you know, leave them wanting a little more. Uh, unfortunately, we've been off the air for nearly six minutes now. So that's all the time I have for this week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>